Welcome to Passion and Purpose, a podcast with Jimmy Cyber and the Antioch Movement. Whether this is your first time with us or you've been with us for a while now, our desire is that by the end of our time together, you can say that you've fallen more in love with Jesus and have a greater passion for Him and His purposes in the earth. Thanks so much for joining us. And we hope that you enjoy today's episode. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome to Passion and Purpose in the Middle of the Pandemic. And uh, so it's interesting how conversations change and have more meaning at times, and the dialogue changes a little bit in the midst of it. Um, my pandemic partner uh, in this journey, Carl Gully, who's now officially our lead pastor. I knew him as a 13-year-old junior high kid, uh, and then one of our youth leaders, then a youth pastor, college pastor. But more than anything, just a, a deep, deep friend and just so grateful Thanks, man. at moments like this to be in it together. Yeah, amen. Um, a little tear, a little emotional here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, I thought it'd be great for us. We just finished the Sunday service live and we're uh, we've got a little break here. And I, I thought, yeah. man, let's just talk about what God's doing in us. Yeah. Um, it's so fresh. It's right, right on the, mm-hmm. the tip of our tongue or on the yeah. edge of our emotions or our heart, yeah. what God's doing in us. And, um, you know, I was uh, just starting off was um, early on was going through this uh, deal about my own triggers in life. And I felt challenged by the Lord when we started the when the crisis was going down. I thought, why am I feeling so shaken? Mm -hmm. And I thought, oh, I got to go back to my triggers Mm -hmm. and revisit God's truth so that I get grounded again so that I can lead in the way that God's called me to lead, whether it's my family or my home or or this work that we're all part of. And um, and I realized in preaching and teaching and getting going is it wasn't just me that needed everybody to identify their triggers and get anchored in the scripture, but um, but I needed it and, and I needed to help people get there. Right. So it's funny of all the communication we've done out to people and ways we've tried to help people, people like, your triggers were so helpful. Your weakness just yeah. made me feel so good about myself. <laughs> yeah, I've often said it with my sermons, I feel like people stop me and they're like, hey, at least I'm not as messed up as you are. Yes, Thank you so exactly. much for sharing all the dumb stuff you do because I feel so much better about myself. Yes. They love they love when we share our weakest moments for sure. Yes. Well, and, and those have been apparent, but man, I've just found God so near. I found yeah. myself crying a bit more. Mm-hmm. I found myself getting softer, found myself more needy. Yeah. And uh, boy, I found God to be more faithful and yeah. showing up. Right. Um, so tell us a little bit about what's been going on in your heart. What's been going on in yeah. your journey over the last three, four weeks and, and what's God speaking to you? Yeah, well, um, honestly, I think I've been a little bit more scorched ground lately, just exhausted, tired, and running. Needed spring break to be a break, and it was anything but a break. The stuff that happened, I'm sure one day will make for hilarious sermon openers, but in the moment, they were not hilarious. They were wipeouts, and then coming back, um, I think this is just a gut hunch, not not a researched statistic, but my gut tells me that about... 80 to 90% of the world right now is on a dramatic pause where they're like, what do I do with my days? 10 to 20% of people that are like um, financial planners, professional board members, uh, pastors and leaders, our world just doubled or tripled. Yes. So um, it's now overtime and we're in overdrive. Mm -hmm. So we don't get the luxury of going, 
at first at least, or I should say yeah, at least I'm myself, didn't pause and go, how's this affecting me? Yeah, I was ticked off that I didn't get to go to the basketball tournament I wanted to go to or sure. things didn't work out. But how it really affects my soul, I wouldn't say that I thought about it. I was more like, so what needs to happen at the church and who needs sure. me and how are my people? And, right. and so, and you and I have talked about this so many times before, Jimmy, coming from families that were broken families, mm-hmm. um, I think people who come from broken families don't just have five senses, they have a sixth. They create yes. this, maybe it's a sixth muscle yep. that knows how to rise up in adversity. Exactly. And so we've created this resiliency that we rise up and we push through. Mm-hmm. And so usually when I find people that are really pushed through or something like, how is that family growing up? You know, what forced us exactly. to survive. Absolutely. Right. So we're survivors. Exactly. Yeah. And so, and what God always does, Beautiful yeah. things with that, doesn't he? He takes what was a horrible thing at certain ages mm-hmm. and he redeems it for his glory. Yeah. And we can really get stuff done. Um, that being said, we can push and push and push and push and push mm-hmm. and not know where we passed E on the gas tank. Yeah. And I'd say I was there. I, I would say I was beyond there and trying to hide it and mask it and spend time with God and do all the things mm-hmm. that I know to do. Mm-hmm. But um, And I really spent a lot of time in worship that first week. But I wouldn't say... In the second week, I went more to the Word of God more than, more than anything. But I wouldn't say that things were clicking how my soul yeah. was doing. Right with you. And I had a moment kind of towards the end of last week where I literally, um, like you were saying, tears have been filling your eyes. I wouldn't say they've been filling my eyes. I've just been more like, ah. And then last week, I'm spending time with God. And I was like, God, I don't know if I can do this. I mean, mm-hmm. I can't handle this much pressure because, uh, you know, it, about that time it started to hit me, not just what we're needing to do for the church and the people I'm talking with. My, my friend Cindy, whose mm-hmm. grandson has yeah. cancer and she can't right. get to him. Right. Um, and her relative that right now has a, the largest kidney stone a doctor their doctor's ever seen yeah. and she can't get to them. Um, and my son, who is finding out his soccer season's canceled, may not have a graduation. Sure. Uh, the, the weddings that you and I were going to do that sure. are canceled. It all just kind of landed. The, mm-hmm. I had dealt with the... the uh, leadership elements of those sure. but i had not dealt with the emotional weight and right. it landed on me last week mm-hmm. and i was like god i can't do this yeah. i'm undone um mm-hmm. and so he's so kind and um I, I i can't say that i was really just seeking the lord i think i was just kind of sitting in the chair staring at a fire going i, I don't know if i've got anything in me mm-hmm. and i felt like god just said carl i gave you last year what you would need this year mm-hmm. And I was wow. like, oh, what was that? You know, yes. it was a big year last year. I don't yeah. remember anything. And actually some hard things happened in my life last year. So I was like, what are you talking about? And he reminded me that I had um, gone through this little exercise of writing out what writing out declarations and promises. You know, Bill Johnson talks about reviewing sure. promises every yep. day. Yep. And I've heard other people throughout the years make declarations. Mm-hmm. I've actually kind of even maybe had a little jaded bent against that, mm-hmm. almost like, all these positive thinking people are like, and I'm going to be rich and I'm going to be happy. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm just like, I'm not sure that's reality. So just give me today my daily bread. Sure. But I feel like God said, um, you need this in this moment because I want you to, mm-hmm. and, and just said, I want you to think about who you want to be. And I said, I want to be someone with a steadfast mind yeah. out of Romans 12 too. Right. Now write down things that you want. And it was probably a month of writing down different verses and studying the word and it was messy and I'd delete stuff and I'd forget for three days and then have to go back. So it wasn't perfect. But these truths got in me. So I felt like last week God was like, I put all that in you for a reason. That wasn't like Mm -hmm. just so you could be more disciplined. I was putting something in your soul for now. 
And so I've just been going back to those declarations, especially when I get exhausted or ty- or uh, or angry. Yeah, those are the two probably my two. How often does triggers. that happen? <laughs> oh, it's all day, every day. Uh, someone sent me say, recently. That's my life. <laughs> I'm a one on the enneagram, and they uh, a fellow friend, a fellow one, sent me something uh, a couple weeks ago that said the one has a cauldron of unexpressed anger they live with. <laughs> I was like, if anybody wondered what they, what, what I, if I wondered what I was, it's that. Yeah. And so, um, in the midst of that, just pulled up those declarations and mm. just started. Reminding myself again, right. I am beloved, steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing yes. that my labor in the Lord is not in vain. I'm a happy man and I'm willing yeah. to serve. I have to say that as I hit the threshold of my door to go sure. home. When I get home, Absolutely. I'm like, I'm a happy man and I am ready to serve. And I walk in or I, you know, I say all the time, God, that when I'm talking about my wife or my family, you know, that I will lay my life down for her, to, for Blair today, like sure. Christ laid his life down for the church. I have eyes for her and her alone. Mm. You know, I am a joyful, intentional, and sacrificial father, huh. and my children will all go further than I will. Mm. Um, when I'm going to work, I gladly prepare for team meetings so my team can see the vision mm. and they can run. You know, or I, and I just try to make sure I end every one by saying, and I will grow in my love for Jesus today. Yes. That's what I've got to land on. Yeah. I think that's... I can be a better leader, better father, better. Mm-hmm. I think when I get to heaven, I just want to look at Jesus and say, I just, maybe it was millimeter, but I went yeah. a little bit more in love with you today mm-hmm. than I did yesterday. Mm-hmm. And um, that's kind of what I try to land on. And maybe what's best for this week, Jimmy, with being Easter resurrection time, is the phrase I feel like I have to say the most, and I have to say it over and over again, is that I do not go, in, I do not go into emotional funks or mental black holes um, because the resurrection re-paradigms every circumstance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is the exact opposite of what I want to do, right. especially if I'm looking at a bad financial situation or leadership situation. I'm just like, sure. oh, I just want to go to sleep. Yeah. And so I have to say that over and over again. So mm-hmm. that's what I've been doing and um, and uh, so, been helpful. So I was just <clears throat> I was thinking of a maybe a title of this podcast, Jimmy's Triggers and Carl's Declarations. <laughs> you know, uh, how to weather the storm <laughs> Two broken by the grace of God. To be healed by the presence to, of God. Trying to be healed. <laughs> you know, I, I, I would say that, um, like you, you know, the first two weeks, it was just survival. We were doing 20-hour days. We were yeah. at least, and we were trying to get this mm. ship righted and get the anchors in and yeah. get everybody moving in the right direction. And... And uh, I had a moment uh, that uh, a dear friend of mine died, and mm-hmm. uh, it was a sudden deal. It was a heart attack, not mm-hmm. related to the coronavirus. Right. And I literally burst into tears. I mean, like mm-hmm. a wailing. And um, we had not, uh, you know, we've lived in different cities for the last many, many years. But every time we I see him, it's warm and and uh, immediate history, immediate yeah. Pickup. But yeah. but but the the immediate emotion of the of that that uh, place that we met in God together, yeah. it just touched something. In the middle of all this frenetic work, yeah. it touched the heart, yeah. you know? And I, and, and, uh, and I, I realized, okay, that's, 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 that's where I need to be. And, and I, I, I have shifted since that moment, kind of what you've been, you said this week, and you just alluded to it, is that I want to, I want to, be a different person coming out of this. Right. Not, not just was he a good leader? Was was he not? Did he lead with courage or not? Did he do the right thing? Make the wise decisions? I, I want to do that because right. I care for people deeply and I want to honor 
God's gift and God's grace to, to serve others as you do. And, um, <clears throat> but I want to be different. Mm-hmm. I want to be changed. Yeah. And uh, for me, just like you said, the Romans 12, 2 is that Romans 8, 29. Um, after God works all things together for good for those who love God, 28. And then 29, those whom he predestined, those whom he foreknew, he predestined to become conformed to the image of his son. So I'm predestined not just to be a leader in the body of Christ or not just to be a husband or a father or a disciple. I'm predestined to be conformed to the image of Jesus. And man, I'm glad that, uh, that, that the predestined to be more like Jesus is on his side, uh, yeah. that his side of the equation is stronger than my ability. Mm-hmm. I think what I find is my inability to be like Jesus yeah. um, makes me want to attach myself even more so to him yeah. that I might be like him. Yeah. And, um, I, uh, you know, you and I have talked about uh, history uh, the last couple of weeks on and off of what we'd be remembered for in this moment, what will others say about us, mm-hmm. what we tell our grandkids. And and I, my prayer is at the end of it, something shifted in you, Jimmy, that you became more like Jesus. Yes. You know, Amen. Yes. I, I want to do well in yeah. my gift. I want to lead mm-hmm. well, but I want to, I want to say that something changed. Yeah. I'm right there with you, man. Yeah. I'm right there with you. And my daughter sent me Stephanie Gretzinger's song, uh, Nobody Cares For Me Like Jesus. Mm. Have you heard that song? Uh, I, I haven't. They've texted it to me, so I'm on it right after this podcast. I mean, well, what she sent to me um, was, um, <clears throat> I picture I picture your mom in heaven singing mm. this song. Mm. Um, and uh, so when my daughter sent me that, and she's picturing her grandmother in heaven singing this song, um, and my mom just went to be with the Lord a few months ago. And so just by myself and I put it on and just the, I want it to be said mm-hmm. that when I got to heaven, you were my greatest treasure, mm-hmm. that you were my yes. beloved. Mm-hmm. I want to be said, and she, and, and, mm-hmm. and it was so real. I was like, that was my mom's reality. Absolutely. Um, and it's, it's not always my reality. Yeah. And, uh, even when she was busy and and we had a broken family and life was hard. Mm-hmm. It was always her reality. Mm-hmm. I've not been as straight of an arrow, but I just hit that and just said, it's true. No one's cared for me like him. So let it be mm-hmm. true that he's my treasure. Mm-hmm. And, uh, um, and so anyway, I'm just, I think that back to the coronavirus pandemic, you know, I just think that we're all being shaken, right? Yeah. And that's what you and I were sharing this week. We can't just rush to movie theaters. Right. We can't go out and head out to the baseball game, or or we can't just turn on ESPN and watch mm-hmm. uh, something that we want to watch. Everything's been shaken, and I don't understand all the why behind it, but I know that God's going to use it, like you said, yes, those right. who love God are called according to His purpose, so that He's our treasure. And so, anyway, maybe I'll just got to keep playing that song on repeat till it gets down in my guts. Sure, sure. So. You know, um, maybe just uh, to wrap up today, um, I think the invitations being given over and over again, being given to us personally, right? And we are, quote unquote, Christian leaders who we are committed to the Word of God. We're committed to honoring God, our families. God's been gracious to us. And we're committed to leading people into a preferred future of hope and help and 
we're going to lay our lives down. Uh, what I love about Carl, we call ourselves the fellowship of the over-responsible. <laughs> we are not going to be uh, found out of the fray. We are uh -uh. in the battle, yes. and, and we are going to uh, yes. be with everyone listening yeah. and carrying you guys together. Right. But I think that maybe, uh, hopefully it's helped everybody today to know that um, in the end, God has us all on the same trajectory Amen. to be more like Jesus, yes. to find love as real and genuine and authentic, mm -hmm. to be honest with God, honest with each other, and picking up tools along the way. And so my um, hope is that you'll pick up a couple tools coming out of this. And uh, more than anything, I think we just want you to know we love you. We're with you in it. Partners in the pandemic for the glory of Jesus. Amen. We love you guys. Thanks for listening in today. Amen. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode of Passion and Purpose, a podcast with Jimmy Seibert and the Antioch Movement. For more information, please visit jimmysibert.com and antioch.org. We'll see you next time. <laughs>